G'day, it's Phil Edwards, Vision CEO here, with a quick invitation to become part of this amazing beacon of hope called Vision. Together we can put our love into action to help people of all kinds build or rebuild their lives on the truth of God. Please consider the part you can play during our upcoming Visionathon appeal, remembering that it's your support that makes Vision possible, including this podcast. Life, culture and current events from a biblical perspective. 2020 with Neil Johnson on Vision. Hi, I'm Andrew McLennan. Most of us will know that Papua New Guinea is our near neighbour, just to our north. But for a lot of Americans, their reputation is that they are quite insular and lots would struggle with their geography. Americans often have difficulty finding Papua New Guinea on a world map. Not so for a couple of American pastors, Rob and Ginger Carmen who built more than 60 churches and fueled a church planting revival over a 20-year period. We lost Rob a couple of years back, but a special welcome to Pastor Ginger Carmen to hear their story. Is it true, Ginger, that lots of your fellow Americans wouldn't know where to find Papua New Guinea on a map? Uh, that's absolutely true. Most people think that it is in Africa or South America. Most people think it's in Africa. And Believe it or not, I myself had to go look on a map because I wasn't sure where it was the first time I met somebody from there. Okay, so you didn't know where it was either. So how did you end up and your husband Rob in Papua New Guinea? Well, that's interesting. In 1989, there was a conference in Tulsa, Oklahoma that I attended. It was a women's conference, and that's where I met Irene Baker. And uh, I was totally fascinated with her. Of course, most Americans are fascinated by the Australian accent. So uh, I was, uh, she just grabbed my attention and the stories that she told. And I came back and I told my husband. And the next year, the, we went to the same conference, only the husbands, the men were invited. And that's where we met Graham Baker. Dr. T.L. Osborne told us that Graham and Irene Baker were the greatest missionaries that he had ever met. And when we heard that, we automatically just wanted to know, to get to know them. And so we sat with them, spoke with them. And this was in July of 1990. And by September, we were on a flight, having no idea how long it took to get there with our two children and thus a relationship with the nation of Papua New Guinea began. Incredible. So it came through relationship and can I ask, like, were your hearts burning when you were in America hearing the stories of what God was doing in Papua New Guinea and listening to Dr. T.L. Osborne and, and the Bakers tell those stories? Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. You know, you don't, we're so many times, I think it's, it's indicative of anybody in their own country, but they think that they're the world. And I think it's probably more prevalent in the United States, as far as I'm concerned, that uh, a lot of people just think that the, the world is just here. But the world, for God so loved the world, the world means everything, every nation, every community, every village, that's the world. And so we just became very fascinated. And our first visit was, it was fantastic. And to get to know the people and the language and to uh, form relationships out there was just absolutely wonderful. And your story is amazing too, Ginger, because you and your pastor Rob at the time were pastoring the largest church or what became the largest church in your state of New Mexico in the city of Albuquerque. So I guess if anyone had an excuse to be just consumed with what you were doing in your little world, it was you guys. And 
full credits here. You guys didn't just stay there, did you? You just launched out and decided to touch different nations of the world. We did. We did. And, uh, you know, of course, Papua New Guinea, that's what we're talking about today. But that just became a focal point and really became, became a catalyst for taking teams and uh, actually building churches. Yep. So you, you're what we would call a mega church today was literally mobilized to resource, uh, send finance to help pay for church buildings, send teams of people to build church buildings. And obviously yourself and Rob went there many times with, with leaders in your church to minister and to pray and to bless. So it really became a focal point of your church, didn't it? It did. Absolutely. And I just believe that God used that. Uh, I believe that he uses missions if churches will allow God to use them. I just believe that, you know, it's not, there is a tremendous uh, push now to just do local. Everything has to be the local missions, but we're forgetting that uh, local missions is wonderful, but the world is bigger than local. And I think that we can, I think that we can successfully do both. Yeah, what a great message for today. How to take the eyes off ourselves and look beyond who we are and where we are. And so tell me, Ginger, I mean, it's really hard to summarize, but tell me what did you witness God do in the next you know, 20, 25 years in your relationship with Papua New Guinea? Well, when we decided to, to build churches out there, we found out one thing is that, you know, we believe that having a permanent structure showed the people in that community that the gospel was here to stay. If you just, if you just put up a little tent, uh, that tent can be taken down. But once you put up a structure and you actually build something that shows that community, we're not going anywhere. And we saw the results of that time and time and time again to build that. And that, that in, and in those communities, the church then became the focal point for for the for the community for the village wherever wherever it was built and we just we saw that that had a great impact on the nation because obviously there was a spiritual revival happening the church movement you were partnering with were literally seeing the dead raised and cripples walking and blind eyes seeing i mean it was amazing wasn't what god was doing spiritually but you saw the need to actually provide something physical as well to to house the revival Yes, and we really decided to um, to start off. We kicked off an idea after the passing of my father in 1989. Um, I, our family really didn't, we weren't going to visit a grave. Now, there's nothing wrong with doing that. Uh, I, I believe that people find solace there, and absolutely, I'm not against that. However, I just wanted to, I wanted both, both Rob and I wanted to see something. Our family wanted to see something more than we were never going to go visit his grave. And so we wanted to do something. So we decided we came up with a concept of a living memorial. And so what we did is we raised the money and we went up a river in Papua New Guinea and crocodile infested river, went up, slept in hammocks and, uh, helped build a church and then nail a plaque on uh, on the, the village wall, the church wall there. And uh, that church is still there today. And that's really where you we came built, up with this whole concept. We, yes, yes. And we built more churches that way because we came back and, of course, we showed our church this is what we did. 
and we had videos and somebody said, well, I want to do that for my grandfather. Oh, I want to do that for my uncle. I'd like to do that for my mother. So we built more churches just at, at that's what it came out of is a living memorial. It, it was a, it was a great God uh, inspired idea. So all across Papua New Guinea now, there are churches dedicated to the memory of Americans whose family have built a physical church in memory of their family member. Yes, that's that's absolutely true, yes. That's amazing, Ginger. Absolutely. That is incredible. I mean, it actually brings me back to the reality that, you know, in World War II, many young Americans laid down their lives for Papua New Guinea. You know, sailors, airmen, marines, soldiers fought, uh, you know, the Japanese in, in the uh, battlefields of Papua New Guinea, and their graves are there as well. And what an uh, amazing nation America is. I know you're an American and you wouldn't say this, but I'm going to say it, Ginger. What an incredible nation America is that, you know, you sent thousands of your young men over there in World War II to fight for the defense of Australia and Papua New Guinea. And here we are in the modern world and we've got a church in Albuquerque, New Mexico, that was paying for the construction of church buildings in memory of, of family members who've passed away as a as a living memorial. I just find that amazing. Yeah, well, it, we, we just, we love to do it. And people they were so excited to be able to have something and we would take photos and they would have a plaque that they had sent over with us or some, some of them actually went over there and built physically built the church. And it was just a fantastic way to raise money and to be able to build and meet the needs of people that had absolutely no finances and didn't know who we were, but it was just, it was just fantastic to be able to go over there. What a blessing, hey, a living memorial. And I'm sure if there's people listening right now who think, gee, that's a good idea, uh, if you contact us at the station or reach out to Ginger, there's still more scope for that. There's churches being built up there all the time and maybe you could get involved. But I want us to fast forward to this year now, Ginger. You're about to travel to Papua New Guinea again all the way from your new home in Texas there via Sydney and you're going to open up a nurse's quarters which you have also financed and paid for the construction of, which is attached to a hospital up there in the Highlands. So tell us what inspired you to build these uh, nurses' quarters, Ginger. Well, this is this is kind of a, a bittersweet uh, story. Uh, I'm excited, of course, to go up there. I'll be going up to the uh, into Foray, Papua New Guinea, which is it's about six thousand feet above sea level in, in the rugged mountains up there. It's uh, this, this particular area where I built the nurses station is 35 miles from the nearest town. And this was a, a midwifery clinic actually that was built by Graham and Irene Baker in those highlands. Uh, I mean, they built it and they had a grass hut on a bamboo mat. Mm. I mean, uh, they had no electricity, nothing. And so, um, when my husband passed away in, in uh, 2021, I just knew that I had to do something, whether it was to build a church or just something significant as a living memorial. And so we just, our family got together, we prayed about it, and uh, I sought, sought uh, Graham Baker out and said, what, what can I do in the nation? And I just really felt like that was something that I wanted to do because years ago, we helped uh, finance the uh, hospital out there. And so we, 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 we send, and I still to, do to this day, send finances to help with that. And so I just wanted to do something 
significant. So I talked to Graham and he suggested a nurse's quarters. It's been built and it's only 200 feet from the hospital. So they don't have far to walk to perform their duties. What an amazing story, Ginger. And obviously you you lost your husband unexpectedly. He was uh, still fairly young and it was just just an awful thing that you've you've been through there. But in the midst of that, your family have decided to actually put his name on the nurse's quarters. Is that correct? Was he, will Rob's name be on there? Yes, it'll be the Dr. Rob Carmen nurse's quarters. Credible. Yes. So, you know, out of this, mm-hmm. what is really just such a, a tragedy, the loss of uh, Dr. Rob, you're, you're building something as a legacy to him, as a memorial to him, which is blessing so many people. It's such an amazing story, Ginger. Well, what's very exciting, Andrew, is that this this was the Irene Baker Health Center was just a, a health center. But when the government went up and they saw the facility, the the, the center, they also saw uh, the ward that had been built there. And uh, that was that was a wing that was built in 2015. And then they saw this brand new building. They they were blown away and they said, wow. And they, they, what they did is they changed the status of the health center to now a rural hospital, which means fun, more funding can come in. And it just, it just changes the whole status of that. And, and that's what I'm most excited about, that, you know, we've not only built something, but we've changed, we've changed something. So to be able to, the privilege of going up there and to be able to dedicate this facility is just going to be awesome. Yeah, so what you're saying is now the government have changed it from being a, a medical centre to a proper hospital, which means it will be the recipient of more government funding to do the work of the hospital. Is that correct? Yes, Amazing. that is my understanding. Absolutely. Amazing. Yes. So you've Absolutely. given what you gave to build this nursing quarters to be a blessing, and it's like God has multiplied your giving now that the government is now going to throw money at this same medical facility and turn it into a proper hospital, all because... You did a living memorial to Dr. Rob Carmen by building the nurses' quarters next to that medical center. Yes, and it's not only me; it's my family, but it's also it's also my church. It's also friends. I mean, I didn't, I couldn't have done this by myself. I, I did it with I did it with family and friends. And I think that uh, if you you know if you're passionate about the vision, if you lay it out and you get other people involved, you would be surprised, in other words, to see what God will do if you'll just take that step and if you'll lay that out, if you don't have passion about it. And I think that's what people saw. And uh, I'm just, I am just thrilled to be able to go up there and then bring back pictures and video and let everybody see that the vision that, that they gave to is now a, a reality. Well, Ginger, thank you so much for joining us today. Oh, thank you, Andrew, for the privilege. God bless you. Thanks for taking time to listen to this audio on demand from Vision Christian Media. To find out more about us, go to vision.org.au.